What is up, guys? Wow. It's been a minute. I'm not gonna go into that, but... Wow. <sighs> I feel really good right now. <laughs> I don't know why. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Game Corner. The series where I talk about... Many types of... I messed up this little speech already. Welcome back to Game Corner, where I talk about just games in general that I like. Um, this is episode something. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. I don't know when this is going to be recorded, to be honest, or posted. But, I will say, if this does take a while, it's because I wanted to research the game Omar a lot. I think I started researching, and then I stopped. <laughs> and then I just didn't think about doing the episode. So, of course, if you remember from last time, today's game of the week is, of course, Persona Q from the 3DS. I think I accidentally pushed my mic too close to my head. With all this little banter the beginning's done, I think we should start off by getting into today's game of the week. So, Persona Q. How do I begin? If you've seen the, the Q2, which I recommended you guys listen to, which I don't know if you did, but if you're a true fan and did listen to that episode, you're a real one. I appreciate you. But if you haven't, go re-listen to that one. Or don't. Personally, don't. I think nowadays you don't have to, but if you want to, for this one at least, you can re-listen to that one. That'd be pretty good. Even though it's the sequel to this game, I still think that one has points for the original game. And you can also understand a bit of what I'm saying here. So Persona Q is a spin-off series of the main Persona games that was the first time it was done where it's basically based off another series that Atlas makes. But basically during this time I have notes, don't worry, I'm reading off them. They're a bit wonky. During this time of the series, Persona 4 was the last game in the main series to be released. There was no Persona 5. So they decided to make a spin-off crossover game with Persona 3 and Persona 4. No Persona 1 and 2 because... Who knows? So... This game basically follows one of the spin-off games on the 3DS already. I forgot what series it actually is, I want to look it up, but apparently it's not in my notes. So, whoops. Basically, the first game was basically more of a crossover between 3 and 4. And I really don't know how I'm going to structure this. This first, this is going to be split into two parts. Because I really don't think I have enough time to say everything that I want to. The main gimmick of this first Persona Q was the fact that you can actually pick which of the two protagonists you wanted to play. The Persona 3 protagonist and the Persona 4 protagonist. Which does actually yield a difference within the context of the game because you experience things differently. So, I think to exemplify this, I'm going to be doing the Persona 3 route, because whenever I look up a playthrough, it always takes me to Johnny Awesome's uh, 
playthrough of Persona Q. Just my personal thing, but he takes on the Persona 3 route. So let's begin with the story because I think that'll be the best way to explain the crossover or this game better. So when we start off, we're presented with the protagonist talking with one of the Velvet Room attendees, which if you haven't seen any of the episodes about Persona, this is basically- the Velvet Room is where you fuse Personas together, and there's usually like an attendant in each game that's different. So for Persona 3, it's Elizabeth, but while they're chit-chatting in there, there's also a typhoon going on outside, and um, because of this, Theodore comes out as like talking with Elizabeth because their master, the master of the Velvet Room, his name's Igor, is currently out, and he's like, "Isn't it strange that Igor would be gone on a day like this?" So they're having their chit chat in the Velvet Room, and then we cut to the other party members of Persona 3. Like I said, there's a lot of Persona stuff in the spin-off. So, if you haven't caught up with much of the Persona up to Persona 4, I think you should check those episodes out for sure. <laughs> A little plug-in in the episode. But, after you pan out to them, they're like, how come we can't enter the Velvet Room? It always seems to be him that's able to enter and fuse Personas. And they're talking for a bit about, well, he's the leader, he has, he gets the chance to of course, he has the special power of but why is it specifically just him? Why can't it be all Persona users? So while they're talking, however, the power goes out inside of the room they're standing in. Which, I'm not going to talk about the room they're standing in. You should check out the Persona 3 video. Not video. I keep saying videos. It's more episodes, really. So check out the Persona 3 episode to figure out where the other party members are standing in. But they eventually, eventually, once they wake up, they realize they're now in the Velvet Room 2. And those are like, that's strange. Only the leader can be in here. I wonder what's happening. Uh, after a little bit, the elevator that they're in, which I should explain actually, the elevator thing is that the Velvet Room takes shape depending on the protagonist. So for the Persona 3 protagonist, it's an elevator. So, the elevator starts crashing down, everyone's panicking about what's happening, and then it crashes to the bottom floor. When they wake up, they realize that they're still intact, they're in, the velvet room looks completely different. And now, when they step outside the velvet room, they look around, they're in some weird school. Where it's currently their school festival in this strange new school. In context of the Sony 3 side, their school festival was cancelled because of, a, of the typhoon that was rolling in. So they're like, can we celebrate? Can we figure out what's happening? But Futaba... Is it Futaba? Actually, wait. No. It's not Futaba. Futaba's with Sony 5. Why is it... Okay. Just so you know, I tried writing notes for this episode did not work these up uh, these notes i've stayed up very late studying i don't know why the videos are here 
that I can just look up. Yukari. No. Wait, I actually have to look up. Persona 3. Persona 3. Um, Navigator. Give you one second. Futaba. Wait. No, that's. Why is it showing me that? Fuka. There we go. The one that sounds like a weird thing. We're not gonna continue that statement. Whew, that took a while because my brain is sometimes not not really thinking about the game in general. Fuka's like, no wait, for some reason I sent shadows somewhere. So they go to investigate where she's spotting the shadows, and it's this weird display for Alice in Wonderland. And then these two students, who for the most part the students have been ignoring them, or their presence really. But these two students walk up like, don't go in there, it's dangerous, there's monsters in there. They go... There's monsters that must indicate that there is shadows in there. It's like the guy, it's a girl and a guy. Um, it, I don't remember their names. I'm always bad with names. It's just a way of life for me. <laughs> I'm gonna be looking up a lot because I want to be more factual with these videos or these episodes. So I don't want to just be all, oh, here's blah, 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 and here's blah, blah, blah. Voice, it's talking about, I'm trying to find the games. Why can't I see the names of the two side characters? I But it doesn't have their names on here. That's crazy. Gotta look up another one. So this is the Jimmy Gummy Tensei Riki plot. Zen and Rachon. There we go. <laughs> Struggling out here. Struggling. I told you, I'm not gonna be professional and need anyone. Well, I'm trying to be more professional, but you know what I mean. So they meet. Rei-chan and Zen-kun, as they call them, who are apparently students that have been there, but are the only ones that actually go in and fight shadows. So, they tell them that Rei-chan has been wanting to explore the labyrinth of Alice in Wonderland, which yes, it's revealed to be a labyrinth, a giant-ass maze with shadows in it. So, to continue the story, they decide, okay, let's go investigate here. And that's that's basically the main gist of the plot. You're basically going through, trying to figure out not only why the, you specifically are in this, this weird school, but also the link between Rei-chan, Zen-kun, and the whole school. By going to these labyrinths. So, for the first one, it's mostly just a Persona 3 cast. Or the Persona Forecast, like I said, it's two different branching paths. Thanks to the cinematic attention, I can actually say some of the things different. Th that just describes... That's just the beginning plot. 
Doesn't really say much else for this first chapter or first labyrinth. So you go in, you do, you learn the mechanics. Which, if you remember from the code cube two, labyrinths are the maze, are these mages. So each maze, you have to map out each area. Occasionally, you're going to random encounters indicated by this little like indicator in one of the corners. So once you go into a battle, you can access your main persona and the side persona. With the side persona opening up more skills that you can use for battles. That's all dandy and all that. So you go into the first labyrinth and navigate through it, eventually finding this pink rabbit that you have to follow and chase to break paintings to open up the path. And eventually you make it down to the bottom floor and fight against I forgot if her name I can check the I can check the wiki. Queen of Hearts. That's her name. The first boss is the Queen of Hearts. She basically says she's she's basically protecting this treasure chest and doesn't want anyone to get it. You eventually start fighting these Sorry, my mouth is a little bit dry after talking for 13 minutes. Wow, it's only been 13 minutes and I'm still unprepared. So, you fight her, and her deck of cards that she keeps spawning, and eventually, you just realize, man, there's so many of these cards, we really have to get to the Queen of Hearts before we're exhausted, and that's when the other cast hops in, so like, for the Persona 4 cast, Teddy, like, makes a speech like, don't worry, did somebody say backup? Which, if you know Teddy, that's a signature thing, they all pose in a pretty amazing cutscene, not gonna lie. And come in, take on the cards while you face off the Queen of Hearts. Once you defeat her, um, she, you know, gives up the chest. You actually open the chest and find, I think for the first chest, it was a rabbit. Which makes sense. In context to, you know, the whole labyrinth. Um, that's the first labyrinth done. It's a pretty good introduction, I feel like. The story, however, for the Persona Q, I will say, I'm not a fan of it. I like Persona Q2 story more, but, I mean, that's just fair. It's the second two of two games, so of course, they're gonna improve the style of it. So now, after heading back to the, the school, which turns out to be a version of the Persona 4 cast school, Yasugami High, they like this they're, they're like this place looks similar, but it's not the same. It's different somehow. So you all decide that to help each other escape, you continue going through these labyrinths, collect the treasure at the end, and figure out what's happening. Of course, Raychan and Zen realize that with each chest it unlocks some of their memories. Specifically, Zen remembers, uh, I think, I don't remember exactly what he remembers each time, just FYI, but he starts slowly remembering stuff about the path. Because yeah, these two are amnesiacs, thanks to being in the school for so long. So, now you have access to both parties, Persona 5's not there yet, I don't know why I said Persona 5's, they're not even here yet. Like I said, this game released before Persona 5 released. So, 
actually i don't know if we've done episode five yet that's that could be a very fun one to do so continuing on with the labyrinth the next labyrinth is a love cafe or a group date cafe there we go where throughout the whole labyrinth this announcer keeps asking you questions about who which will lead you to your true love by the end of the dungeon whichever answers you picked throughout results in you being paired with one of the characters in the game it could legit be anybody besides the main character it could even be like the velvet room assistants that i talked about earlier so it, it, it's a really fun play a chance for that and there's many answers throughout the dungeon i think there's specifically 10 questions in total so <laughs> just know there's a lot of answers eventually once you pair up with them you get like forced to be held hand in hand and taken down this path you see a picture uh, obviously photoshopped picture of you two together and then you go into the church where you meet the next guardian of the chest that's what they're called the bosses are guardian which this next guy's name is gonna quickly look the merciful clergyman clergy clergyman so yeah and his whole thing i'm not the first boss i didn't really i explained most of it but it's just a very easy boss the second boss he does this thing where he has four coffins and the or four books and slash four coffins where you can choose an effect to basically nullify so like he will say maybe no you can't use um melee physical damaging moves or you can't use magical damaging moves or team callouts or items team callouts by the way if you don't know for the persona q series since you're always able to use your personas you can sometimes activate a leader command so like you can uh, ask your navigator to do passive heals or stuff like that so um that's basically the fight though you just have to survive and hope he doesn't uh, knock your team down and after you clear this dungeon this is the one where I don't remember what he gives you out of the chest. But it's really fun to see because a lot of the time, every time you go through it, one of the characters will be like, you cannot marry the Persona 3 protagonist or the Persona 4 antagonist. I refuse. It's, it's very fun to see. So now, I, <laughs> I don't remember what Zen remembers this time either. So I'll just move on to the next dun next labyrinth. And then we'll talk about the last two after a short break. Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing the whole. Um, let's do a advertisement, mid-section type thing, so I have more time to talk. Because I'm, <laughs> I still have so much more to talk about, and I'm at almost at the 20 minute mark. So here we go. Um. Next up is the third labyrinth, which is a horror, a haunted attraction. I think it's just called Haunted House. Um, let's 
battle row oh, both routes. It doesn't say the specific areas, so I'm just gonna click on the bosses. No, I need the area. It doesn't say the area. Oh, here we go. It actually still doesn't say what his freaking area is called. Doesn't matter if you don't have time for that. So you go into the haunted attraction, and every and this is of course going to be scary for a lot of people, especially. The most of the female cast is really scared because it's actually pretty dark and scary in here. There's a lot of like haunted um, FOEs. Like there's a baby that f follows you from the like you step over. I think it's a rattle or a certain part away from it, and he starts chasing you. It's very, it's very terrifying. This is a lot of scariness. I don't think this specifically, like, unlike the others, it's not like specifically a storyline. You're just kind of going through each floor for like a puzzle. There is a floor part where you fall into this bottom floor before the boss, and your group is trapped behind the door, but you, Zenkun, and Raychan are left on the other side and have to find a way to get them back you eventually find like a room covered in darkness and have to send somebody in but sadly the only person that can actually go in is Raychan because you and Zen are the only two that can uh, put the pressure plates down by the door I know complicated so you <laughs> I know this is very strange for me to do again it's I don't even know because I recorded at least this first half, like before I left. I think. I know I have plans to leave to my parents for Thanksgiving, so hopefully it's before that. So let me just specify that she, she has to go in and navigate her. That's mainly the most like important thing that I remember. But after that, you go down into the boss floor, and he's this guy called the Kind Doctor, who has two nurses, and he's terrifying. He's this gigantic doctor with this giant scalpel. The first thing you see is him tearing apart another shadow in the labyrinth. So it's pretty scary, it's pretty spooky. After you defeat him, I think he's the one that gives you the lock-up hair of someone's hair, and Raychon's like, this is- this was my hair. So, this time, I think Ray's- uh, Zenkun remembers that he's the one that created the labyrinth? For some reason? Like, he's the one that created everything, but he doesn't remember specifically why he created the school and all that. He just knows that now he's somehow connected to the creation of this place so yeah we're gonna quickly i want to just like talk about this old thing again playing watching this for the first time i never really got to play persona q but watching it was really fun like this i have to say both games are very charming this game 
has the charm in the fact that the story and the characters in the labyrinths are really good to navigate through because everyone's interactions is so fun. But there is some downsides that the, Sonic, the second game really fixes. Like, the overarching story that plays with them is not as interesting as Persona Q2's. Which I'll quickly re explain. Persona Q2's is like this whole theme of stay with the majority, do not be the minority of people. You must stick with what everyone else agrees with. And each story is progressively going through that, and they're like, they're also like one of the characters from each game before that is dragged in to replace a role. And they're like, why did they need to replace it? It's a holding of, they're telling a story, what are they saying? So it's really fun to piece together with the cast, but this one, it's a bit confusing. Cause it's just, Zen-kun remembers something, he says it, and then somehow that connects to Rei-chan. It's super weird, re-watching it, cause you don't understand, I really don't understand it a lot of the time still to this day. Cause it's just like, I remember the twist that's gonna be in this next part, but I just don't remember, you know, the first half. But yeah, with that said, we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna do the last two labyrinths, like the whole final story. And then, you know, we'll talk about how I personally feel about this game. So yeah, we'll see you in a second. Bye! It's been, it's been long. Oh my god, it's been long. I've been meaning to record this back in November. I, I've been gone. So this is me, present day. It's 12, 11, when I'm recording this. It's probably gonna release tomorrow, 12, 12, Monday. It's Sunday, right? Is it Sunday? It's Sunday, it's Sunday. It's Sunday, it's Sunday. I'm here in my, uh, my parents house up in Amarillo, by Amarillo, yeah, ha <laughs> so what happened was, lots of things, yeah, it's been a while, I actually missed, um, my October recording, so I, I think I said I was gonna try recording before I left, because I actually was recording this before October, in October, originally. And then I was gonna hopefully record before the 31st, but that didn't happen, so I was like, okay. So... Now what? <sighs> Let's continue. I think I was on the last two labyrinths. I think. Was it three? Was it three or two? I'm gonna guess two, because I think I had extra time for the third one. Let's get into this continuation. So, you Zenkun tells you more information about the labyrinths. You get into the fourth one, which is just a culture thing. There's a lot of like buff men throughout it. Um, there's a scene where like the Yukari, who's from Persona 3, is talking with 
another the like main um I would say I wouldn't say leader, more like the like how can I say how can I say this? God it's been too long. I don't know how to explain it, but Suru is the oldest. There we go. Like the oldest one of the group. So she's like, hey I know this whole I know you're probably still thinking like oh we after we leave we should go back to work but i feel like after this we should take at least a little break give ourselves some time to relax we're just constantly working on our goal of you know if you know the game you know the game so like maybe we deserve a break after this and she's like yeah i agree it's good to, i agree with you that's a pretty fair point so you she continues on going like hey Maybe after this we can throw a quick party. How about that? To celebrate. You know, it's a fun experience. Um, you go through the labyrinth. I really don't think these labyrinths do... I know you don't remember much about this labyrinth. This whole like last labyrinth has you carrying torches around. And trying to light each torch to get to the exit door. The last floor, I think, has this puzzle where you need to go underneath these legs in a certain order as well. But after all that, you go down to the final floor and get face to face with the final guardian, whose name is, I think it's the best friend. And it, I'm actually clicked on the link. I know I used this before for that, for the first half of this. Um, best friend is the shadow self of Ray in the Guardian of the in of our Pride exhibit. It is developed by Kronos. It is deployed by Kronos, which is the final boss. To Guardian, I am up in unlocks Ray's memories. Best friend appears to be a giant monster. It's plushy and is formed when Shadow Ray fuses with the rabbit doll upon the feet. Ray, her shadow, who then disappears into black smoke. Revealing that a girl named Nico is dead. There we go. So yeah, basically, this letter, basically the whole thing is uh, Ray Shadow. This is Ray Shadow. Best friend is Ray Shadow. After the fight, she denies it and he disappears. However, still they still collect the letter that's inside the chest. And everyone gets Zen and break it the last memories, revealing that Zen is actually this god named Kronos, who's basically like death, death in the series. So he realizes the whole truth and why this place was created. It basically I'll explain it as this. Whenever Ray is technically dead, Ray is actually this girl named Nico who's dead. She didn't have much in life. She wasn't very popular. She died without any fanfare. So Kronos goes over to collect her soul. And she's all upset like, why? Why was I the one to die? I had nothing. It could have been anyone. No, she wasn't saying why did I die. She said, why was I even alive? Why did, what was the point of me even being alive? Which is very sad. So Kronos this accidentally uses her uses his power to not only erase her memories, but create this universe for her, or the school for her. So because of this, he feels guilty and traps 
her memories in the labyrinths to protect them and also seals away his power. Because, of course, once his memories come back, his full power is back, and Kronos takes uh, Yukari, <laughs> Yukari, takes Ray-chan away before finally going off to his tower. Yes, Kronos is now the bad guy, or the clockwork god, as he's called. Not Zen. Zen is the good guy. Kronos, aka the Clockwork God, is more of the power that Zen sealed away because of his mistake. That's the whole gist of it. So now, after all that, they have to go and save Raychan from Kronos in the Clock Tower, which is a long tower that does this thing, but it's two floors per route that you have to go through to get to the top floor. You eventually defeat Kronos and Rey and Zen go on their merry way. Rey accepts her death. It's sad, it's heartfelt. Don't know why this needs to be two parts, I guess. I just really didn't think this part would be done. So, that's the end of episode Q. It's very fun, but man, the story is just a little bit underbaked. Just a little bit. In fact, I probably don't even think after you guys listen to this hiccups, well, that you're gonna even, like, understand. But it's fine. Personally speaking, I like Persona Q. I think I love Persona Q2 more. But, now let's talk into the meat and potatoes of this little last segment. Why was I gone for, like, two months? So, <laughs> funny story. I did like a subathon for my for my Twitch. I know we're getting to the details of a user. If you don't want this part, I'll tell you the game of play the uh, next game. Um, let me look at my list. Let me look at my list. My list. My list for the podcast. So I think it's on the game corner. Game options tip. So. Um, I have a good amount, but I think for next time, I'm gonna do for you guys next time on Game Corner, since it's already Christmas time, I think I'm gonna go for fun. Have I done it? I don't think I have. I don't think I have, so I'm gonna do Jackbox Games. Yeah, another games next time for episode 24. But now, if you guys are stuck around, wanna hear round one, two, you can listen to this little segment that I'm gonna call the. little management hour so what happened was i got sick around october time after my subathon that i did for well not subathon more like week challenge that i did where i streamed for a whole week and yeah it, it really messed me up i was not good for that november came wasn't st- still wasn't feeling good now it's december i'm finally 
feeling great actually like I feel really good right now I think whenever I said that in the first part was because that was the first day I wasn't feeling sick and then I got sick again we love that but now I'm getting back into it next time will be episode 24 which I plan to release probably Friday Saturday and then I don't know about episode 25 but that's basically that I also want to know I know some of you guys watch my Twitch. I will probably stream Monday as well. Well, technically today is Monday when this episode's going out. But Monday, tomorrow basically, or when I'm recording, it's gonna be tomorrow. When you guys are listening, it's gonna be today. But whenever it does, I'm gonna probably stream a game. But yeah, so stay tuned. For all that, stay tuned for next episode, episode 24, where I'll be talking about Jackbox Party Packs. Yeah, that's going to be a fun episode. And I know this is kind of, you know, a short second segment, but I really didn't expect this to go long. This is more just like explaining stuff. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed. I know I've been gone a while. I'm going to try to be more professional with these and actually have a good script and good, like, um, have all my resources open next time before i forget so yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed <laughs> i'll see you guys i'll see you guys later peace out bye adios i think i said that last one wrong but oh well goodbye